Good afternoon. We're not recording in the evening today. We're actually recording in the middle of the day. This is Anything But A One podcast. We are on our 24th episode. Blimey. And today we're talking about orcs. We're not really talking about orcs. Sorry, you ruined my joke. Sorry. I, I was going to throw a curveball and make people think we're talking about orcs when we're not. What's the point? Might Sorry. Just not bother. Um, you try and set these things up, Alex, and it just all goes wrong. I know. I might as well just not even bother. We all know just... that I'm here to be your antagonist. You are the Nurgle to our playlist. Playlist? You know what I'm talking about. Our game plan. Playlist? Play... Playlist? <laughs> I've got Spotify on the brain. Leave me alone. Game plan. Whatever. Anyway, I'm Trumpkin. I'm always here because I'm the one who has to foot the bill for the luxurious London penthouse recording studio that we meet in regularly, which I pay for and from Illicit Gone that. Games. It's all my drug money. You know that film Narcos, that series? That's basically me. Who else I'm, is here? I'm here because he's a filthy liar and I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> Again, belittling me in front of the people. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I'm here to just snidely make remarks, snipe at people. And who are you? That's pretty much it. Who are you, anyway? That'd be Nightwing. Who are you, Merrick? You didn't introduce yourself either. (laughs) It did say that I was Merrick and I was here. Who are you, Merrick? What? (laughs) Why do we do these things in the afternoon? In the evening, all this kind of thing, we just just wouldn't bother with this because we're too tired. No, anyway. Success, uh, Mike. We've confused Alex and Ed. Uh, well, not around, so we can call it wicked bants and not have him cringe. Oh, oh but even <laughs> I cringe now. Yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're miss- missing a Dave temporarily. Um, he's too busy being a farmer and, and and doing grown up stuff like earning money and I don't know some bollocks like that. Um, but today we are talking. We're not talking about the Goblin roster yet. Don't worry, it's on the cards, and we're going to hopefully get um, get Glowworm back involved because he loves goblins and everyone loves Glowworm. So therefore, everyone loves us, right? Is that how it works? Um, we are instead... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it works, doesn't it? Instead, we've got loads of different tournaments to talk about today. We are talking about Threadball, because we realised that we didn't actually even record through the entirety of August. So we missed quite a lot. Sorry. Um, so, it's Threadball... Because, it's because we, we were taking a summer break because, I don't know, we went on a world cruise or something. Oh, yeah, we did go on the world cruise. Yeah. It, yeah, you, you forgot about the World Cruise, you see. So we went also, down to... Rebel Wars was on, and that was taking up my Sunday evenings. That, that as well. I can't watch Rebel Wars anymore because I don't have a TV licence. It's also an equally, equally bad. So, we are talking <laughs> Threadball. I keep getting confused. It's Threadball, not Threadball. Threadball. Correct. Threadball. Which is something that happened recently. And then we are talking about, about Exiles, which is something that will be happening shortly. Then we're talking about the Elflimpic Games, which is a tournament that I am running and have made up. Then we're talking about the Bugman's Full Beard tournament run by Games Workshop. Then I want to have a little chat about something I've just, just been doing, which is like a little, uh, little fluff project, which I've been working on. And then we are talking about Blood Blusters. There we go. How's that for memory? Yeah? Apart from I had it written down and I still couldn't read it out properly. And you still nearly got it wrong. <laughs> My microphone is still broken, so if I sound a bit crappy, it's because of that reason. Just to keep you warned, okay? More crappy than usual, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Why? What did I say? Um, more crappy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Threadball. Who knows what Threadball is? I do. I know, because I went. Oh, so did I. 
Did I oh, see I, that? In that, case, in that case, I didn't go, so I don't know. So why don't you explain it to me? All oh, right then. Front ball is a tournament in Bognor Regis for Blood Bowl. The end. There we are. But there's quite a bit more to it than that. There's a lot more to it. Is there's a lot of uh, stuff. It's a charity tournament. Um, so all I believe all the profits go to two charities. Uh, I can't remember what they are now. And there's also Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation is one of them. Yes, I think. that was it. That's one of them. And the other one I can't remember because I'm dumb. And also because uh, there was a whole lot of drinking going on that weekend. There was a lot it's of drinking a, going it's on. It's a charity tournament and a drinking tournament, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, when was it? It was the 13th and 14th of August, according to my yes. little sheet here. And um, it was absolutely amazing. It's a tournament that actually starts uh, the night before, because you, you turn up on the Friday night, and quite often people, people camp. And um, there's the the infamous Threadlight contest on the night before. And then it's the weekend where you actually play some games. The charity auction's on the Saturday night as well. So um, what was the... It was, it was a quite unusual uh, team build scenario. I really liked it, though. What you do is you're given a certain amount of money. And with that money, you buy your team. And you can also buy stars, they call them. So if you give a player a skill, they are considered a star and you can have a certain amount of stars per team, depending on the tier of the team. So, for example, Wood Elves, I think, can only have three. So they can have three players with more skills and or star players, if that makes sense. So if I bought two star players, I couldn't then um, give three people skills. I can only give one of them skills. And those stars sense? can only have maximum of two skills added to them. And uh, they have to be different. Yeah. Yes. You can't, for example, have two players. You've both got block and dodge. They have to be slightly different. So you could have two with block, provided one of them had like, you know, I don't know, tackle or something like that. Which means it's good. It means you can spam, but you also have to vary it as well, which is yeah. nice. It's bad for certain teams, like, I don't know, dwarves probably wouldn't do so well. But it means you're kind of forced to be a bit different. One of the things that Threadbowl is known for, I shall say in a kind of in, a, in an incidental way, is, um, is its custom stars. It's got six. Five, six? Custom star players? Yeah, I'd say six. I think it might be seven now. I think infamous might be the best term now for it. They vary from not so great to... OP. (laughs) To belly smalls. (laughs) Belly smalls is now his own own category. Uh, Yeah, it was... uh, Belly smalls became uh, public enemy number one after that weekend. Should we just cut the tension and say exactly what happened (laughs) straight away? Basically, so San his name be cursed forever, took um, an Amazon team, which was basically, as far as I know, just Amazon line women and belly smalls and one with no losses <laughs> and no belly draws. Smalls is the same price as Roxana. It was essentially a basic Roxana Amazon build, but instead of Roxana with belly. Yes. Oh, nice. that's what it was, nice. is it? And yeah, and um, he got no draws and no losses and six wins, <laughs> including Excellent. playing, I think he played two Chaos Dwarf teams. You think Amazons versus Chaos Dwarves should have quite a hard matchup. Hmm. Essentially, just in case you're wondering, Belly Smalls, the gist of him is, he's a, he's a halfling in a magical enchanted suit of armour that's uh, sort of essentially a sphere covered in spikes. And each turn, he rolls around like some crazy mother flipper and takes down everybody he rolls over, right? The way it works is, I believe you roll, you, I think it's something like, you roll a d8 and that determines how far you move. And the speed you're moving is also how strong you are. So if you roll a 6, you're moving 6 squares at strength 6. Um, He's also got, um, what's he got? 
He's got mighty blow and block, and every time he moves a square, he can make a he can make an agility test. And if he succeeds in the agility test, then you can choose which direction he's going in, including turning about face and just you know turning one eighty. He's got pretty good. Yeah. He's got block and armor ten and mighty blow. And if he's hitting somebody on the floor, he rolls over them like a ball and chain. And he's got claw, but only for people on the floor. Claw on the floor. So what that means yeah. is, essentially, you can have potentially up to eight strength eight block mighty blow blocks or you can run over eight people each time with block claw mighty blow and it's it's just disgusting that is uh, brutal yeah we had um i had people talking to me like uh dave loki he was um he was playing chaos dwarves and he did really really well in the tournament he came second overall he um he played against sam and he could do nothing about it because belly would just go to town and take out two or three dwarves each turn and absolutely just wreck his team and um, it was it was all it was decided amongst the crowds there that Belly Smalls was a little bit overpowered. <laughs> I'm pretty certain there's also a thing where he can't actually be knocked down. He can't be crowd surfed because he'll just come back after rolling around in the crowd for a bit. So it's practically impossible to actually take him out as well. Yes, you're quite right. You can probably injure him, but you can't knock him out because he'll just come back. In fact, if you knock him out, he doesn't even leave the pitch. He just stays on the pitch. I'm yeah, I'm pretty certain he just stays there like a roadblock or something. And if, like that. if he falls in the crowd, he comes back something like D three turns later. Basically, I think he's how much is he? Is he three hundred k, two hundred and ninety or something? No, he's two. He's two fifty. Oh, well, that, is, that is a bargain for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, pretty um, certain it's two fifty, the same price as Roxanne. And Mike looked at that and went, "You know what? This guy's quite good." And um, and and he was. So. That's... So yeah, that is the. The tragedy of Belly Smalls and why he probably will be nerfed heavily. Oh yes, <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and we'll always have excuses now to to mock Mike Davis, the president of the NAF, for taking him, despite it being perfectly within the rules. And to be honest, nobody knew how powerful he would be until someone took him. I think someone else took him. I sat next to him once. He was a guy who I overheard a conversation. He plays Blood Bowl once a year, if that, pretty much at Thread Ball. He's not. He's in his own words. He's not a very good player. He took a nothing but skink team with Belly Smalls and still came really high just nice, because of Belly nice. Smalls. Um, but yes, so that was, he was a bit nuts. We both took Nurgle, didn't we? Again, just because we're mad. Yes, we did both take Nurgle. Um, yeah, both because Nurgle are great. They are great. What was your roster? My, oh, my roster. My roster was actually pretty much the same as my. Frod roster, I think, in terms of you mean your crumb roster. I mean my crumb roster, yeah. Um, because the <laughs> can't talk. I hope it's the same as your Frod roster. Oh, here we are. Here's my Frod roster. Uh, one beast, four Nurgle warriors, one Pestigore, and six rotters. Uh, only one reroll plus a leader reroll, uh, and one fan factor. Actually, went a little bit better than I thought it would in terms of yeah. having less rerolls. Um, the beast had block and stand firm. Nice, yeah. Warriors had a mix of skills because you can't obviously have the same. So one had leader and guard. One had mighty blow and guard. <laughs> one had just mighty blow. And one had just guard. And okay. my Pestagore had extra and two heads, same as my Crumble. So you had an elf. Because it, had, it was now an elf. with horns. A horny elf. A horny regenerating elf, which is never <laughs> anyone. Um, I've got to look, sorry, I've got to look from across the room, then, as in an elf with horns. Anna. Okay. I said a horny elf and she looked at me like I was scum. That's not what I talk about in this podcast. We talk about grown-up things like t playing with toys. 
not adult things. We have <laughs> not not adult toys. Every no, not, not those kind of toys. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my <laughs> roster. Um, weekend went all right. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Had some good games. Played Glowworm, which is always a laugh. Him and his goblins. That's good, Mike. Yeah. Are we going to do a round by round thing, or is that going to take I too long? I thought we could quickly. Through. We could we could go th- we could go through ones of note. Yeah, a quick, a quick quick summary is probably all right. Yeah. Okay. So round one. Let me, uh, Alex. Um, how was it going? Because I just realised I've got to get my results out. Well, let me talk to you about my roster before I go any further. That's, 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 that's what I meant. So I have the same uh, setup as you, except one less rotter. So I was, going, I was rocking, up, rocking up with one reroll as well. But because the money comes out of the skills and the players come out of the same pot, I loaded up on skills. I had loads of skills. I maxed out my skill capability. I had six players with two skills each. And it worked out really, really oh, well. Nice. I had, one, I had my Pestigore with Claw Mighty Blow. Because I'm a power gamer. No, because he was going sure. to be my, my killer. And there were some games where he did, and there were some games where he did not. But the, the kind of the main crux of my strategy, the Beast and the Four Warriors all had Stand Firm. So um, that's five Stand Firm out of the box. The Beast had Pro, and on the other Warriors I had a, a Leader, a Block, a Guard, and a Diving Tackle. So it was actually a really fun roster to play. For me, I imagine it's a pain in the ass for everyone else. It worked really, really well. Having that much stand firm means so many normal strategies just don't work. You can't break into a cage. You can't force someone out of the way to run in for an easy score. You, you just simply can't because you're hitting somebody. And firstly, you've got to successfully make the foul appearance roll. And if you make that, then you've got to make sure you knock him down. And even if you do knock him down, he's still going to be sitting where he is. And it's, it's incredible to have a cage made up of, um, of stand firm is oh it's so good and i'm it's if i yeah. Yeah. yeah it's offensive in every way it is and it worked really really well and so many games i had people really getting frustrated because they couldn't get past which is the whole point of nerve and um and yeah i would i would so do it again any any day of the week and pro on the beast as i said before is amazing people are always going oh you're taking block on the beast hell to the no give him pro because <laughs> you can use pro every turn. Yeah, pro you can use. You'll be using it every time something goes wrong. You can think, oh well, might as well throw pro at it, and um, and there you go. Block only works if you're hitting or being hit. Pro lets you stand up, lets you move, lets you re-roll um, failed boneheads. It's Stupid such rolls, a skill. Yeah. yeah, I flipping yeah, love it. That, that's that's where you were going wrong because I was hitting every turn with the beast, and it was awesome. Oh, I was definitely not. I was just leaving. I, I, th- I probably threw about five blocks with him on the weekend because I just did not need to throw them. But we'll get onto those probably in a minute. Have you got your results up? I've got my results up. Yeah. Would you like um, to talk to us about your first game? My first game was against a guy called Portsmouth. His lizard men. I believe he was one of the players at Frod, and there's a few of these at Frod who only play when Frod comes around. Ah. Regis lot. And his roster was interesting in terms of he had a pretty standard, you know, six or a six um, skink roster, but he had uh, Hemlock and Quetzal Leap and no added skills. Ooh. Um, Quetzal Leap is interesting. I'll be honest with you, it didn't go that well for him. Because, uh, <laughs> like, somewhat murdered Hemlock and Quetzal Leap in the first half. Ooh. Which then left, essentially left him with a rookie Lizardman team against a heavily skilled up Nurgle team um, and yeah I, I smashed up the Lizards got a 2-0 win uh, the Quetzal Leap kill was from a foul which was lovely 
Nice. Nice. Level 6 the injury, so completely worth the sending off of the rotter. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Hemlock got murdered by the Beast, if I remember correctly. So, all in all, quite a successful first game, really. Yeah. You won how many? How many? 2-0? Two, 2-0. Two, two two and looking at this, 4-1 in casualties. Was it 4-1 in casualties? Okay. I Going don't have this. casualties on my... Uh, I'm looking yeah, at the NASH site, so there's no casualties. There Wait, is, if you click on the advanced view. How? Found it? Nope. Then <laughs> you just have to take my word for it. I'll send you a little, there you go, a little message. That's the link that I've clicked. Okay. Oh, we should talk about Thread-like, shouldn't we? Oh, yes, the, the, the day before the tournament. Oh, yeah. spoil it. Well, I'm here to antagonise you. Ah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll talk about my game in a sec, but Thread-like competition, like I say, happens on the night before. And Thread, the whole point of Threadbolt is it's based on Thread the Barbarian, who was a character created by Games Workshop or someone affiliated with Games Workshop way back when, as a kind of parody of Conan the Barbarian and all the other Barbarian types. Back in, uh, he, he was in Blood Bowl 1st Edition, I think, as a star yes, player. Yes, that's the thing, and they brought him into, into Blood Bowl as an actual star player, which is brilliant. So when yeah. you look at the wandering Thread rules in the Thread Bowl rules pack, that is actually what Thread was. That's, that was his actual skill set, which is so cool. Um, and as a kind of bit of a fun thing they do, they have a, uh, the guys who organise it, Tweaky Road, Rawdon and the lot, and, um, and Giraffe, do, a, um, do a, a Thread-like competition where you have a couple of different contests, and the guy who comes out overall is crowned most Thread-like, and they get a little helmet, and they get a little axe. Actually, it's got a big axe. But, um, and yeah, and the four tests were um, the test of pain, the test of tails, the test of drink, and the test of strength, yeah. I wasn't going to compete originally, and I'd actually I had a phone call from my missus earlier when I was a bit piddly-pooed, telling her about what was going on, and she's like, oh, that sounds really, like, you could probably, you probably hurt yourself, you probably shouldn't do that. And I was like, yeah, don't worry, I won't compete. And then a couple of minutes later, I found myself competing. I don't really remember how, but... Was it a couple of minutes and a couple of drinks later? It was after where, where I think I bought myself a small bottle of vodka, like when there's little pocket ones, and, um, and Bugger It basically said I should drink most of it in one go and I said I don't want to drink all this neat vodka in one go and he went no look here's how you do it and drank half of it so I went well I can't let him show me up and I'd also I think I drank some of Glowworm's own brew which was um it tasted a bit like cough syrup it was sort of blue and chalky it was, it was because nice. it was with vodka in it it was what with vodka in it uh, no it, it was vodka with Fisherman's Friend in it oh isn't Fisherman's Friend a biscuit no it's, mint, it's, uh, it? like a, it's a vitamin uh Sweet or something like that. Oh, all right. Anyway, Say so sweet, um, um, there was yeah, yeah, inverted commas sweet. Strong is the word I would use. There were there were four people competing in thread like. There was myself, of course. There was Hawk, who if you don't, if you've not met Hawk, he's fairly strong. I would call him yeah, powerfully built, shall we say? Um, <laughs> so I was looking forward to the test of strength. There was Loki, who's Scottish, so I was looking forward to the test of drink with him. And there was Buggerit who can talk for England if he wants to, which means I was looking forward to the test of tales. I really didn't think I was going to win. He also loves eating chilli peppers, but we'll get into that in a minute. The first contest was the strength one, which was leg wrestling. So if you don't know, you lie down on your back, on the mud, in the dark, next to your opponent, you put your arms on each other's, your right arm on each other's right shoulder, and you link ankles in the air, and you try and flip people over, basically. And if you are flipped over, you lose. And I, um, I was against Dave, who was in his camouflage kilt, and it is true that he had nothing under the kilt, 
because I got <laughs> I won the contest, but I got a face full of something I don't want to necessarily remember. <laughs> and um, in the second round, the final, Hawk had beat Bugger it because, like I say, Hawk is basically just one big muscle. Um, I, had, I didn't stand a chance. I landed next to him, lifted my leg up, and he just he just threw me around like a rag doll, and I came. Yeah, didn't 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 win that, but that's okay. The next one was the test of pain, which was the chili peppers. I'm really bad with chili peppers anyway. I mean, a korma is a bit spicy for me, so I tend to just avoid curry pretty much and chilies. And you have you eat a chili, and then you move to the next round, you eat a chili, and you keep doing this. Um, Loki bowed out straight away. He said, "Now nah, I'm just not going to bother doing it." Um, and I wish I'd done the same thing because I came third in the end, despite having gone through about six chilies. And I, mean, I was surely yeah. at three, really. Yeah, as well. That's not great. No, it wasn't brilliant. And we also had to sit next to the big roaring bonfire. Oh we, yeah, that. Could you could you see me at this point? What did I look like when I was munching on them chilies? I actually had to turn away because you looked like you were about to cry, and I don't think I could handle that. I think I did start <laughs> crying. <laughs> I had to give I was up thinking, in the you know end. What? I can't watch this. This is. This is like some sort of, I don't want to say like freak show, but it's like people are being put through real suffering for our pleasure. <laughs> I'm not too sure I'm comfortable with that. It was horrendous. Um, actually, I actually went off and threw up. Apparently, if you threw up, you're disqualified for the drinking round. But because this wasn't the drinking round, I was assured that I wasn't disqualified. You know, I had to go and be discreetly sick behind my own tent because it was, too, it was burning me too much. It wasn't that discreet. I'm told, I'm, told it, I'm told it wasn't that discreetly, yeah. No, oh, it was wasn't it not? that discreet. Oh, never mind. And um, Hawk was suffering as well, but bugger it, he just, he's a machine. He was just going through them. He was like, yes, this doesn't matter at all. He was just, he was munching all of them. Each time, just munch, munch, munch. Next one, please. Munch, munch, munch. Next one, please. I, I he loved it. I think the sort of person who's burnt all his taste buds off some point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Next round was the drinking round. Now, this was, you had to drink two cans of lager through a watering can. Without with the end taken off, so it was like a spout, yeah, right. yeah. And first was Loki, who did it in one minute forty, which is quite a long time to drink two cans in a drinking contest. And I think quite a bit of it went down his front as well, which yes. disqualified him. But when you're actually there, and I can tell you because I went next, when you're there drinking it, it, it's 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 hard to do. The hardest bit was it was really 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 gassy, and um. And at this point, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, this is where I'm going to win. This is where I'm going to take it. And I managed to do it, I think, in, in something like 40, 40 seconds, I think I did it in. I don't know how I did it. I must have been so far gone at this point. Um, bugger it, tried, shouted how much he hated lager, and then spat it all onto the fire. So he lost that round, and Hawk just gave up again. He just said, no, I'm not doing it. He was, he was too, yeah. He was too far gone, I think. He was. <laughs> and the last round was the the embarrassing stories round. Now, Merrick, I need you to do me a favour and not say what my story was, I've please. I've gone to bed at this point. Thank God. Because what you have to do is you just have to tell me your most embarrassing story. And before this, we had to go tell them all to Tweety so he would let us know whether they were considered embarrassing enough or not. And um, they all were. And because at this point we drank a lot, eaten some ridiculously peppers, and it was quite late at night anyway, they were a bit... The stories were a bit all over the place. So... Let's see if I remember. Buggerit's... I remember Buggerit's story. Now, it was... He repeated it three or four times. It was about... Um, it was about... Now, Alex, I will say this. I wasn't there, but are we going to talk about the other yes. people's embarrassing stories when you don't want yours talked about? Well, no. There's a reason why. Because no one else's <laughs> stories 
were that embarrassing, but mine was really, really embarrassing. I, I, I'll give you, I'll let you know now. I won this contest. That's all I'm going to say. Was this the one when I woke up at a tournament with you snuggling me? Did I snuggle you at a tournament? No, but it'd be funny. Were you embarrassed by that? Are you embarrassed <laughs> to be with me, Merrick? <laughs> uh... No. Um, okay, no. I, it'll be, I won't tell the other stories, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll do the honourable thing. But leave, I will tell you leave, what. Leave it, leave it to our listeners' imaginations. If you didn't yes. go to Frud, then you don't deserve to hear them. Quite right. I will say that Loki was so drunk by this point, I don't even know what his story was. He stood up on the log, he started shouting about something, and then he ripped his kilt off, and then he fell onto the food oh, table. Oh, God. <laughs> that was his story. That. <laughs> I mean, that, that right there is a tale for next year's Frud stories. Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> it's very meta, isn't it, how your most embarrassing story was when you were telling your most embarrassing story. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I suffice to say, I won the embarrassing story competition, and I got to wear the hat and got to throw the axe around and all the rest of it. And everybody was very pleased because a vegan managed to beat them in the most thread-like competition. And that will never be lived down. No, no, no. Not that I'm, you know, cocky or anything. The, the, the only one not letting them live it down is you. Yes, I shall do my utmost to not let them live it down. But no, it was good fun. Um, <laughs> we got a bit loud. So much so that we're thinking the organisers have said we may have to either not do it or push it forward to the next day or do it inside or something so the neighbours don't have to sit and listen to us going on and on and on and on and on for three hours past midnight. But it was fun. It was a good laugh and it was very much fun. Anyway, back to Blood Bowl because that's what you listeners are here for. Blood Bowl. My first game was against a guy whose name was Ninja Ghost Splat who... Interestingly, I was talking to him the night before with my Threadbow helmet while I was a bit piddly-pooed about his roster because he took Orcs and we were talking about what he should do because he was unsure about a few which kind of aspect to choose. And I was like, I'll do this, do this, do this. And he might have listened to me, I can't remember. Either way, it was, um, it was a great game for me because I managed to win 2-0, which is always nice with Nurgle. Essentially, the reasons being, my Claw Mighty Bird Pestagore went to town on his team yeah, and, and my um and almost stand firm just didn't let him get close, which is brilliant. It was you make a cage, you stand there, nice, nice, and he couldn't do it. He just couldn't outbash me. There was nothing he could do about it. Essentially, I mean, he, I'm just looking at this now, and when you get five casualties against orcs, that's just insulting in many different ways. Yeah, that oh, helps. That's just nasty. Yeah. Mm. So that was nice, and yeah, the the rest of the team just just worked perfectly. Then when I made up a cage. He 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 was he didn't have the speed to break through the wall of Stan Firm and, and kind of he didn't have the speed to go around it. He didn't have the hitting potential to go through it, so he just kind of came up against it and then couldn't break through. So I managed to just I managed to walk away with two 0 which I was, I was very happy with. Right, I've talked enough for a bit. Merrick, how was your game two? My game two was against Falling Down Joe. He had Skaven. Uh, funny fact: we should never have played against each other because he lost his first game and I won my first game. Weird. So there was a mistake somewhere along the line, which wasn't picked up. Um, doesn't matter because he beat me 2-1. <laughs> I can't what his roster was, but all I remember is that despite being Nurgle with three mighty blow against Armour 7 Skaven, I got no casualties and he got three. So, oh, dear. Um, I'll be honest, that wasn't my <laughs> finest moment, if we're going to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, um, dear. The Skaven just wouldn't fall over. They just refused to fall over, the slippery little bastards. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, every time I play Skaven, I get completely wiped off the pitch. Whenever I play Skaven, I can't catch the little fucks. <laughs> so clearly I'm playing Skaven wrong. 
You should play, play them as they're clearly meant to be, a bashy team. I, I did start I did start when I started playing Skaven because I only had two gutter runner models. Um, I was only running two gutter runners, so I was essentially running a bashy Skaven team because I would have the Rattog, the two Blitzers, and just a crap ton of linemen to foul with. Uh, and it worked quite well, so maybe I should go back to that at some point. Do it. Um, yes, next year will be the year the bashy Skaven. Claw Mighty Blow, you can, you can do Claw Pommers on the Skaven team. Yeah, but that would mean me being a dick because I'm using claw pom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have claw pom. I had claw mub. Claw yeah, mub. That's fine. As long as you don't have the pom bit. And the, the P.O. bit. I don't know what it is. Anyway, moving anyway. on. What's your second game? Shit. Oh, I can see it from here. I played oh, against Lunch Money. Right. And he will tell you. He will tell you it was a dicing. He, said, he will tell you it was a horrendous dicing. So he was playing Orcs, and I thought, Orcs, I had a great game against Orcs. I meant to go, just do the same thing and I'll be fine. I could not do anything. So I inflicted one casualty on him throughout the whole game because I, couldn't, I just couldn't break armour and I couldn't knock people down. We counted as well. He didn't fail a single foul appearance roll throughout the whole game, except oh. on turn 16, just on a, on a vanity put on a block, just to see if he could. And it was on that last block of the whole game that he failed his first foul appearance. Well, that foul appearance, if that starts, if that, if that doesn't work at all, you're already in a pretty hard situation. And um, he was, he started to just roll with it because he thought Nuffold clearly blessed him. So what all he started doing was he started dodging, he started making go for it. He started, started making, rolling all the dice. Yes. And he, I don't think he failed a single dice roll. And I know people say it that all totally, the time. It totally worked. Yeah. Yeah. People say that all the time. And I mean, he's a good coach. So he obviously it was, it wasn't, helping the fact that he's really good as well as getting pretty good luck in the game. And um, I just oh, I got absolutely destroyed. I remember just times where he'd get his blitzes and be like, okay, right, let's see. So two dodges here, two go for it, single die block on the ball carrier, take him down, grab the ball, on a bounce it onto me, and then if we go, just run it in. It was, yeah, it was disgusting. Um, but it was, you know, funny, I guess. Because when you think about it, a troll hitting a guy with foul appearance should, theoretically, fail one in three of those blocks because he's got to roll two two pluses thereabouts right he's got to make his really stupid and he's going to make his foul appearance it's, it's amazing how often that, that those odds don't come up though yes i know it made me sad but as always he's a great guy to play we played, finished really quickly as is always the case actually no we didn't finish that quickly compared to how we'd normally finish i think it's because nurgle always slow games down but um yeah it was just a frustrating game but that's okay never mind next game was um who were you playing against my next game my game three was against glowworm and his goblins wait he has some really nice goblins he's really um nice team. Patipus Patipus goblins. Patipus. yeah yeah um so yeah that was uh it was a good laugh as always o always fun uh even his break has his four each which is and one one draw so basically so that's not a, that's not a bad result mike is it yeah Really even game. Um, he, he's, his secret weapons were on fire, hence why he got four casualties against an armor nine team. But um, yeah, it was mental, really mental. I think I scored first, tried making him score quickly in the second half, but he decided instead of scoring quickly, he just want to beat up my Nurgle instead. And I think I the, we were pretty much just both happy with the draw because I think we were playing like five aside at one point in the game. <laughs> That's silly. It was a little bit. Yeah, he got a few knockouts as well as the casualties. So it was, um, yeah, there was, there was not many players left on the pitch at the end of the game. And that was, if anything, made it so much better because it was just carnage. It's good when you have games that are ridiculous for both people. 
Yeah. Because then you can both just revel in it. Yeah. You know, when you're both getting diced. While he was cutting through me with a secret weapon, like a hot knife through butter, I was also rolling a crap ton of pals on him, which is yeah. never good for a goblin team. So it, it, it went both ways, and it was a really enjoyable game. Always is for glow one. So, yeah, good, good way to finish off the first day. Um, and, yeah. Good. Whose who's phone is that? Unprofessional. Sorry, that was um, professional. Professional. Sorry, okay. I muted my PC, but not my phone. I forgot, okay? <laughs> um, my game three was against Mr. Frodo, who was appropriately taking halflings. And, like, I think every single time I've played against somebody who's using halflings at a tournament, they're always really nice guys. Present company excluded, obviously. Yeah. The, um, I think if you want to take halflings to a tournament, you have to kind of accept that you're probably not going to do very well, and present company excluded. And um, so you just take it for fun. And he had, yeah, he was such a nice guy. He, um, he, he, he had a great team as well. It was two trees and deep root. I, I think it was something like five halflings. It was really light on halflings, because on this one you, didn't, you could buy stars before you got the 11. Um, he had 11 players, put it that way. But he also had Morgenthorg, which was nice. brilliant. <laughs> and what was really funny about it is because he was really scared about my Kalor Mighty Blow guy going after Morgenthorg, which is, you know, quite right. You would be. So for quite a lot of the game, Morg would stand around in a cage of halflings, run out to do a blitz, and then run back into his halfling cage. <laughs> <laughs> Just the image of that is brilliant. Protect um, my tiny minions. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, my, my claw might blow, like the last game, just didn't do jack shit this game. Um, he could, I don't think I'd... I went after trees constantly, but couldn't quite do it. I think it was 4-3 in casualties to him, again, which is... It's unusual on the front of it, but then when you imagine, we realise he's got three trees and Morg, maybe not so unusual. Um, by 1-2-0, which is, which is, you know, always nice. And um, he's, yeah, as I say, really nice guy, and I'd, I'd very happily play him again. He was a gent. And then it was the auction. Yes. The auction was interesting. What a day. The, um, <laughs> the thing I learned about Blood Bowl players in this auction is that people like paying for dice, and people will pay a lot of money for dice. Especially when they're full of alcohol. The dice of the yeah. people. Both. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> so, things, yeah, the way the auction works, people just, people donate whatever they, whatever they don't use anymore, or things that they feel will be better given to someone else, and of course all the money goes towards the charity. And um, there was a lot of Blood Bowl things, like miniatures and dice, and loads of mat play mats and things like that, and there was also things like... Um, what was it? There was whole teams. There was a tablet computer. There was crap loads of dice. Some of the things were things like you, you could buy commissions. One of them was a painted J-Bone Slam frog team thing, painted by J-Bone as well. And I think that was one of the most expensive things that went for the highest in the end. I think it's 250 quid it went for. But that is the full like 16 men plus painting, which is pretty rocking. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty good, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the price of those dice, though, my God. Sometimes people were um, paying like 50 quid for, for a set of dice. And um, the most expensive one, though, this is, I'm going to tell this story because I like telling it. The, um, the, the block dice, there were some block dice that were kind of silver plated, metallic block dice, you know the ones. Um, yeah. And they're, they're actually made of metal, so they've got a proper thunk to them. And those were on offer and they were bidding up and bidding up and it was like 20 quid, 25 quid, 30 quid, 35 quid. And I knew I had exactly the same set in my my dice box with me, but they were gold plated instead of silver plated. And I thought, 
This is for charity. If it goes to 50 quid, I'm going to throw in my dice as well and see how much we can get it to. Um, and it did. It went up to 50, 60, 70. And Land Rover was the guy sort of, he was the glamorous assistant, if you like. I went up to him and I said, hey, look, I've got these gold dice as well. I'm happy to give them in for the auction because this is crazy. And he was like, yeah, okay, one second. And the, I think the bid got up to 75 quid. And he said to the guys, okay, right. You clearly both, between two people, you both really want this set of dice. So how about this? If we call it at 75 quid, you can each have a set of metallic dice. The silver one and one of you can have this gold one as well. But then they were like, well, which one of us gets the gold one? And so the bidding went higher and higher and higher. And um, the set I had also had a D6 and a D12 in it. And um, we got the guy, I think, to 80 quid. And Land Rover says, by the way, if it gets to 100 quid, you can also have the D6 and the D8. That were both gold-plated as well. And the guy eventually said, you know what, 100 quid and I'll have the dice. So 100 pounds for five dice. And the fact that it's all going to charity as well, it's just extraordinary. Yeah, I believe, yeah. I can't remember how much was raised in the end. Let me have a look here. But it was... It was just over two grand, I think. Yeah, £2,000 for charity. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, makes you feel good inside, doesn't it? Do you remember buying lots of... Yeah, do you remember buying lots of things? I spent 85 quid, yeah. Oh, on 40k models, wasn't it? Not bad. Well, some of them were 40k models, but that's because I spent less than the actual resale value of them. No one was bidding on them, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll have five Orc box sets for 35 quid, job done. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Um, to eBay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I picked them up. I bought some. Um, what did I buy? I bought a halfling master chef with a big knife, painted by Cornish. Hello, Cornish. I like your master chef. Uh, I bought him, and I <laughs> and a set of those. You know, like magnetic um, skill ring things, which you can stick on bases and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of them, because I want to make some proper nice bases, for thirty quid. I think it was maybe thirty-five. Essentially, someone started bidding against me for it, and I, I might have been a bit piddly pooed. I looked him in the eyes and said, I'm having this thing. I'm going to keep betting. I'm going to keep bidding. You can go as hard as you want. I'm going to keep bidding. It almost was gambling at that point, really. Yeah, there was. I think they didn't, we were getting <laughs> gently encouraged, weren't we, by the organisers, who kept throwing in their own bids as well. I think it, it stung them once or twice when they got caught with the highest bid, though, because um, they were obviously trying to get as much money out of people as they can. It's for a good cause, though, so, and it was all a bit of fun. And um, yeah, I think once or twice they were like outbidding people and then the other person obviously bows out so they're stuck paying for something they don't really want, paying much more than they wanted to. <laughs> but it's all part of the fun. But um, yeah, it took, it took, how long did it take? It must have taken like an hour and a half, two hours by the end of it. Must have been between that, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it took a little while. I'll admit towards the end of it, I was thinking, let's, let's wrap this up, please. Yes. The actual bidding of those gold dice and silver dice, I think, that in itself took about 20 minutes because um, all the changes and stuff. But, you know, the auction was brilliant. And some people got some bargains. Some people maybe paid a little bit more for things than they should have done. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, yeah, and a good time's had by all the lots of money was raised for charity, so that's pretty good. Day two. Day two, yes. After a good evening of rousing Cards Against Humanity. Oh, that reminds me. Oh. The evening before. Do you remember Rubik? He got a little bit drunk on that night. Oh, yeah. Rubik got smashed. So we didn't see him for hours, and we were playing Cards Against Humanity, or I think I was playing Crudo. Yeah. And he just sort of wandered into the main board game room, and he was so far gone. He sat down, and he was like, 
Well, guys, since I've looked over, eyes not quite blinking properly. And after about five minutes, went, well, I'm going to bed. And I woke him up the next morning. I said, all right, you've got you've to gotta get up. It's like 20 minutes for the first game. And he says, <laughs> woke me up five minutes before. <laughs> and he just rolled out of his tent and just like fell onto his first game. He was very drunk. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Merrick, game one. How was your game one of day two? Game four. I guess you could call it game four if you're being pedantic. Game four, it was round four, and, so... And, and technically accurate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went all right. <laughs> I played SCS Sam and his Dark Elves. Um, I've heard that name a few times. Is he quite a good player? He's, he's all right, yeah. Um, we've played a few times now. I think we are... I'd say we're fairly evenly matched, actually, in terms of skill, because I think we're on two wins each. Ah, so you drew, right? No, he beat me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which means we're now on two wins each. Um, or something like that. Um, he, maybe he's on three wins to my two now because I keep playing... I keep using rubbish teams over to my player. Um, like this time it was um, Nurgle last time against Dark Elves, which is not a good matchup. And the previous time it was uh, using Ogres. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was a 2-1 loss. He scored, like, really early on. And then turned me over again, and I think he might have... No, he didn't score again. That was it. He turned me over again, but then I managed to just about stop him before making it 2 number before half-time. Um, and it was still looking really bad, because he, was, he, was, he then uh, was receiving uh, in the second half. And I thought, oh, I'm 1-0 down, I'm receiving. Uh, and he still got most of his team. About five turns later, he no longer had most of his team. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I, oh. The second half was a horrendous show of pow, 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 break armor, kill. To the point where my second half reaped about six casualties by itself. Ouch. Turned him over to score. Was 1-1 one, one with two, maybe three turns left. And I was thinking, okay, well, well, I'll score with three turns left. Then I might be able to turn him over and get another one. Um, he then ran up the wing at the sideline. Managed to pull off some elfy dice stuff to get past my line of Nurgle and uh, pulled off a nice passing play for the 2-1, which was a little bit annoying, because I feel like I should have at least got a draw from the game. Yeah. Uh, but I, it was 7-0 on casualties, so that sort of made up for it a little bit. 7-0! 7-0 on casualties against Dark Elves, yeah. Uh, it oh. hurt him probably more than it hurt me. That I think game. it did, with 7 casualties. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that was interesting, to say the least. How did your game fall go, Alex? Well, I'll tell thee. Um... I was playing against a gentleman by the name of, what was his name? Cassius, that's what it was, um, who was a Chaos Dwarf player. And at this point, I was kind of thinking, I just want to play some agility teams. Because playing Bash is okay, but I prefer the agility game. And then being a Nurgle player, it's fun to shut down the agility game as well. So I was really looking forward to throwing my weight around and doing that. Um, I managed to win again through just being Nurgle. It was, it was basically because of Stand Firm, again. He was Chaos Dwarves, he only had the one Bull Centaur, he had a Claw Mighty Blow Minotaur. It was quite funny, because um, his Minotaur and my Pestigore spent most of the game twatting each other, and none of us did anything with him. We couldn't, we couldn't break armor for Toffee. Um, I think it was one nil in casualties in the end. But yeah, I managed to win 2-0. Basically, did the first, did the grinding up the pitch thing in the first half. It looked like it was gonna go really bad, because the very, very, very first turn of the game was um, a blitz against me. And then on my turn one, the first action I did was a skull skull reroll both down, both down. So the very, very first, essentially he'd, he'd had two turns and I had none, which is pretty bad. 
But I managed to grab the ball back and um, just waddle up the field and score on turn eight, as you do. And he managed to, um, he, he sort of, he was punching down the field and couldn't get past my wall of stand firm. So he ran against the sidelines with his ball centaur, which was risky, but it, it was all he could really do with it. Um, this was after some, some shenanigans, and I will call them shenanigans. He, with his ball centaur that had, I think it had block and, sure, no, break tackle. He'd managed to dodge into a cage. He dodged out of a tackle zone, then into a cage. Then one die blocked my ball carrier, knocked the ball loose, picked up the ball, and tried to dodge away. And I think that's when he failed. So, um, shenanigans. But then he tried to run down the side of the pitch and was just squashed against it by all that, all that, all that lovely flesh. And um, he, he, he looked like he, he might have been able to score, but it was at that point where he rolled a one for his break tackle and his ball centaur fell down. And I just went, oh, lovely. Picked up the ball and, and walked it in for 2-0. So it was one of those games where everything went right, which was nice. And um, I think, if I remember right, my beast spent most of this game just sat next to two hobgoblins. And again, I didn't activate him ever, but he couldn't pass a single tentacles roll to save his life. It was brilliant. Anyway, so... The other way you can think about it is he has two hobgoblins tying up a beast. Yeah, yes. Exactly, yeah. But then the again... Hobgoblins are far cheaper than the beast is. However, I was tying up... Like I think he had three hobgoblins, maybe maybe more. I must have knocked one out by this point. Essentially, I was tying up all his agility three. He had no agility three left. If he was if he was going to pick up the ball, it was going to have to be on a four up, which I quite liked. So, yeah, I won anyway. So I must be doing it right. So sharp. The um. <laughs> what a mature response, that Alex. Thank you, Pooface. Screw you. <laughs> um, what was your What was your next game, Eric? Game so, six, five, game five. In my game, game five, yeah. You know how in game four I, I won seven nil on casualties. Yeah. In game five, I won eight nil on casualties. Jesus, eight nil. I am essentially at this point completely demolishing everything. I've forgotten how to play the game, so I've just decided to go for hitting and fouling everything, and it's <laughs> working. I then promptly beat a Norse team four nil. <laughs> Oof! So you got eight That's casualties and four touchdowns. It was 8-0, 4-0, and I felt really bad because Nagrom, who I was playing, could not pass a single dice roll. And oh, dear. I mean, there are some games where you think, oh, it's a dicing, it's a dicing, okay, fine, whatever. But this was a dicing. There was <laughs> nothing he could do. After, by turn five of the first half, he had five players left. Oh, dear. It was ridiculous. It's just like, I received, I walked forward, um, and that was it. I mean, Norse are a bit squishy anyway, but that's that's pushing that pushing it a bit far, isn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. It was. It's like he was the glass, I was the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been we wanted to use that line for a while. I I used it at bunker bowl. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to use it again. I'm recycling it now. Oh, recycling it, lazy. I'm sorry, lazy journalism. You could have you. Hey, you guys didn't remember me using it, so it's fine. The um. <laughs> The my game was so by this point, like I say, I was like, I just want another. I want an agility team. I'm better for playing bash. So having played two orc teams and a chaos dwarf team, I was drawn against Loki's chaos dwarves. So <laughs> I was like, for goodness sake, his team was called In Block We Trust because he blocked up every single player on his on his team with the exception of one hobgoblin. I think he had two hobgoblins, one with sure hands and one with block, um, and he block on both his ball centaurs, one with break tackle. Block on the monitor, block everywhere. This was on table two as well, which was quite cool. The um, yeah, he uh, 
it was. I don't want to say it was a dicing, but <laughs> it was also a dicing. Essentially, it was also a bit stupid. There were several stupid things I did on my on my part, um, which may have course cost the game. I lost my my Nurgle warrior who has leader was knocked out or killed on turn one of both drives, both halves, right? Which is yeah. pretty bad because I lost my leader reroll before I could use it, which meant I had one reroll uh, and I was one Chaos Warrior less. The amount of times that I turned over from failed blocks was, I think it must have been like every other turn, if not more, was a turnover from a failed block. And the thing is, Dave was getting the same block dice as me. He was getting horrendous block dice. But because he had blocked everyone up, he could get away with it. There was one particular moment I remember. I managed to somehow work my way into the middle of the pitch, surrounded by Chaos Dwarves, and I had an opening. And I thought, right, my Pestigore's got the ball. I've got an opening. If I can run through this, then I'm pretty much guaranteed a touchdown because I've managed to fend off everyone else. All I needed to do was block this Minotaur for two dice, push him out of the way, and I was free. And of course, at that point, Skull both down, his Minotaur's got blocks, and my Warrior goes down like a sack of poo. He just pounces on me. And he beat me 3-0 in the end. Which for a Chaos Dwarf team to win 3-0 is pretty embarrassing. It was also raining. So it was, it was just, it was a horrendous game. <laughs> yeah. The last sequence of events, the last touchdown was, I would try to do a desperate pass because I thought might as well try and get a touchdown if I can. He ran a, um, a ball centaur down, blocked my ball carrier, knocked him down, picked up the ball on a 5 plus because it was raining and just ran it in for three go-for-its to score the touchdown on the last turn. And that's just that was just my game and my life at that point. I was very sad. So that's that. He basically <laughs> kicked my ass. That's, that's that. That's my that's my football dream over. <laughs> yes, I was well excited to be up there. I was like table two. This is really cool. Obviously, I was there was no chance I was ever going to win because um, San and his belly man was way up there. And um, but you know it would have been nice um, to get up there. So final game then. Final game. I played Jimmy Jazz, one of the organisers. Really good guy, really uh, uh, good guy to play against. I've played against him at Gerbol a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. uh, Kemri versus Necromantic, and that was a good game, which I believe was a 1-1 draw. This Your Kemri? Uh, my, my Kemri, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, when I played Kemri at Gert, that was that, that one time. Um, <laughs> and then this time was Nurgle against Chaos Pact. So we're both taking unconventional teams, really, at this point. And it's mm. another 1-1 draw. Really close game. I think we're both feeling it at this point. Him organising and playing, me mm. being hungover and playing. Um, <laughs> I got number four casualties to his one, so at this point I'm just essentially like swatting everything aside that's in my path. Fair enough. At this point I've got 19 casualties in one game, which is enough for some two-day tournaments. <laughs> yeah, in one day you yeah, mean. If you've got 19 in one game, that'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, right. I, I my record is 11 in one game. Them. That's disgusting. I think yeah, I remember was against, that was Bubba, was wasn't it? So it was mostly, it was mostly um, luck, luck and uh, snotlings. Mm -hmm. sounds, sounds like a book, doesn't it? Love and luck and snotlings. That should be your autobiography. <laughs> luck and snotlings, the Mike Merrick story. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Alex, that was your last game. I see um, you played VMCAT. I did. Oh, just to say, as well, last round, interesting. We had a Glowworm Nazgob rematch. You know last time how Glowworm and Nazgul played and it was 9-0? Because Glowworm took a stunty against Nazgul's Wood Elves. Well, this time, Nazgul had Wood Elves against Glowworm's stunty. So, guess how that went? It was only 6-1 this time instead of 9-0. So there is that, I guess. But yeah, my game. It went, um... It went okay. I drew one all. 
it was it was good fun. It was VM Cats High Elves, and it was a case of um, having played. I was happy to have an agility team. Having played a lot of agility teams myself, it was interesting to play against one again because I don't play against them very often, um, and especially High Elves. So that's good fun. I did the whole grinding up the pitch, grab the ball, score in turn eight because he didn't have a chance. Essentially, as High Elves, he just couldn't break through. Um, he scored very. He, he tried to score in turn two with a long pass. Managed to make a series of crazy dice rolls, and because of all the disturbing presence, he had to pass from an unusual location, like further away than he wanted to, and um, made the long pass and actually <laughs> failed the catch on a one reroll one, which then fell off the pitch, scattered eleven spaces against the sideline, surrounded by Nurgle. Right, which Ouch. looks really good from my perspective. Okay because I thought, the board is surrounded by my beast and two warriors, this should be easy. However, I had no re-rolls at this point, and I thought, right, if I fail this pickup, and if it falls off the pitch, then he's just going to pick it up and walk it in. So I need to figure out what to do, and I said, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to be really cheesy and just sit my guys around it. With all my stand firm there, and just sit there. And I thought, brilliant, this will work. And I did, and I thought, this is going well, two turns later, still there. And then he managed to knock a, um, he managed to do a cheeky dodge and knock a, a rotter, which was for some reason nearby, onto the ball, which then scattered off the pitch, was thrown in, and he picked it up again, did the same thing, and actually made the pass. And I thought, great, okay, I've got three turns to score again, and um, yeah, just I just just couldn't, unfortunately. It was it was a good fun game though. It was nice to have two teams that were so different playing a game yeah. like that, and um, yeah, good player. It's nice to play a good elf coach as well, and um, I'm happy with the draw. So what's up you off the weekend? 312. 3-1-2, you power gamer. I'm not a power gamer. Beardy, beardy, beardy bastard. You know what's even more annoying? If, if, you, so, if you have the necessity to win like three, half your games with Nurgle, you're a power gamer. Well, then you'll like this story. I was talking to Land Rover afterwards um, because he took Nurgle as well just to complete his 24. Yeah. <clears throat> he just took a random, a generic Nurgle team, a couple block, a couple mighty blow, this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, how did you do that? And I got 3-1-2. And he was like, yeah, I did all right. I got 4-1-1. And I was like, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not even trying, bastard. I love him, though. He's um, <laughs> It just shows how good of a coach he is. If he can just pick up a team that he's barely played, generic roster, and still do so bloody well. Swine. Right. How's, where did you finish overall in the end, Merrick? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere mid-table. I think it might have been like... 26. Let's have a look here. Okay, that's, that's pretty solid in mid-table there, isn't it? So. Maybe 29th, I don't know. 26. Beer bet to beer harder. Yes. Was it actually 26th? 26. 26. Cool. Yeah, uh, beer bet to beer harder because it was a beer bet with Nascop again after Crumble. <laughs> again. We I decided was exactly... it was going to be a draw. <laughs> well, he came much higher than you, didn't he? Uh, yes, but we decided it was a draw because we both bore on the ward. Oh, right. And he was using a much stronger team. He got m- most touchdowns, you got most casualties? I did get most casualties. So I'm mighty 27. Ooh, I got 15. It's quite exciting to walk out of a tournament having inflicted more casualties than I suffered for once. I don't think I've ever done that in my life. Even against the ridiculous dicing that we had, Matt, when I did like five casualties against a human team. I still took more yeah. overall that weekend. But I came 13th overall, which is all right. I'm happy with that. Um, which is yeah, not too bad at all. Top, top, top section. And I'm, I reckon, given a similar rule set, I would very happily take Nurgle again. 
So if I can just spam stand firm on my five guys, then I'm all over it. Basically. Mm -hmm. But thank you very much to Tweety and Jimmy Jazz for organising it. <clears throat> it's always a brilliant tournament. Um, really good fun. And I'll definitely be there next year. Basically. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I was hoping to make it last year to make it three in a row, but unfortunately you couldn't. So I'm looking to make up for it by going again. And Matt, you should definitely try and come if you can. Yeah, that's what I can do, actually. Uh... I hope you like camping. Yeah. I don't mind it. We also th <laughs> I also threw a football around, an American football, for the first time in my life, which is exciting. We, 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 were, like being, we were doing little actual sports, weren't we? Yeah. It's very weird. Um, so, that's Threadbowl. What's next? Exiles. I'm not going to Exiles. I was going to Exiles, but I'm not anymore. Because it always falls on or around my birthday. And I have usually birthday plans, so I can't ever make it. Why can't your birthday plans be? Well, I thought about it. I did think about it. But then also, I want to do other things as well. So there is that, always that problem. I don't want to lose six games on my birthday. Because <laughs> I will feel sad. No, when um, have you ever lost six games, you power gamey little bastard? I have lost all of my games on um, at Gert Bowl. But that's because my roster that's was three, and it was because it was ridiculous. That was only three games. You've not yet lost all six games. I have not lost all six games. Yeah, and you. And to be to be fair, you wouldn't be able to lose all six games on your birthday unless your birthday goes over two days. <laughs> I'm not that special, uh, unfortunately. Uh, yes, that's a fair point well made. On his birthday weekend, we'll say. Yes, thank you. I don't want to lose six games on my birthday weekend. Did you know that would happen? Because Nuffle hates people. Also, because it's your birthday weekend, we just have you constantly drunk for 48 hours. But I've got to drive myself back. Oh, no, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, Matt will drive you back, it's fine. I'm sure he won't mind you sprawled out <laughs> on my seat. <laughs> you're anyway. back with him, Mike, so that's fine, yeah. We can oh, snuggle up again. I have plans for him for the next... Oh, wait, I was going to stop there. Let's just stop there. So anyway, <laughs> Threadball, <laughs> Exiles. Um, it's an 11.50 tournament, right? Yeah, eleven fifty. Which is um, nice. It means you get certain certain teams like Nurgle again um, can afford most of their positionals, and Chaos Pact can without having to skimp on rerolls, which is always pleasant. Yeah, Necromantic as well get their full complement and all that jazz. Yeah. Mm. And I believe yeah. it's a um, I don't know what you'd call it, like a decay tournament or something, where your team start off as the strongest they're going to be, and every turn, every game, sorry, your opponent picks a skill which you are no longer allowed to use for the rest of the tournament. So your teams get progressively worse, don't they? Is that right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's so at the start of every round, your opponent will choose one of your skills and say, yeah, you don't have that skill anymore. That's it, it's gone. Goodbye. Which um, is so interesting. It, it is interesting. And you can't spam more than three skills three. Across, three. The, across the team. So there are going to be some teams where it's like, oh, I see you've got free guard. By the end of day one, you're not going to have free guard anymore. Maybe. Mm. Like me, for example. It'd be fun. A, and you as well, Matt. Well, yeah. yeah, are we both taking dwarfs? Oh, I'm going for dwarfs, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking dwarfs. People call me power gamer. Uh, Mike, you're going to go, I'm going to go three, three uh, guard, three mighty blow, and then it's like, take all my guard away, or just go with mighty blow instead. And then lose all that as well. Well, I've gone for an interesting little um, thing where they might want to take away my one sure hands as well. No, not sure hands, block. 
I was going to say you get a short hands. I get a short hands. Why if I could give him my dwarf runner short hands this extra skill when he's already got short hands? They really probably, short hands. You could probably go without that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I can't Super get short hands. So yeah, no, I've got a dwarf runner with block and then a dwarf runner with nothing. So they might not want to say that neither of my dwarf runners have anything. I've I've given I've given both my dwarf runners block. I have to admit, as a um, as a player, as someone, as someone who's played against dwarves, never as dwarves, my lowest priority is worrying about block on the runner. If I can get yeah. to a runner, then I'm usually one, or usually have done very well. Him having block is very rarely a, a problem. So I don't think yeah, people take that away. It, it, it's more as a it's more as a temptation because you get the skills, and also someone might say, "Oh, I'll I'll take that off instead of one of the more valuable skills." Not very likely, but technically possible. Yeah, like yeah. for example, if they if they've got like a wall dancer with like block and tackle, and I've got yeah. my ball with block, and they think, well, okay, my short hands is going to negate his um, strip. strip ball. He's got tackle, which isn't going to affect me because I have got haven't got dodge. Um, I'll just take away his block so that I can take him down on the both down. That's true, I guess. I'm not saying it's something that you would never do. No, exactly. At all. It, it must be brutal for things like to think about it. Every team it would be really horrible, like. Wood elves or something. Imagine you start the day with your strip ball war dancer. He's gone by game one. <laughs> That'd be rubbish. Yes. Or if you take the time to put, I don't know if you can take doubles, but if you take guard on a on a on a high elf blitzer or something, a very very valuable player, one guard on an elf team really makes a difference. And losing him immediately, that nah, sounds nasty. You can take two doubles um, as okay. part of your eight skills. So oh, you get eight skills. skills. Okay. Yeah, you get eight skills, six normals, two doubles. Um, yeah. So yeah. Taking quite valuable skills, you want to sort of spread your skills out a lot so that you don't lose out. Because if, say, you take one guard on an L team, you know that's going to go. There's no point in taking it at all. It's yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Um, my two doubles is actually going on my dwarf blitzers. So I'm taking doubles, and I'm Blodge. taking two two dodging dwarf blitzers. So I've got two blodging dwarfs. It's going to be low. Hey, agility three and dodge as well. I like that, Mike. Yeah, that's a, that's a good setup. Bonafide ball carriers. Basically, they're going to be like backup ball carriers. Obviously, then they can now dodge out to get the blitz away if they get into a type scrape. Okay. Uh, so my, my skills, uh, eight skills, two Mighty Blow Toil Slayers, two Dodging Blitzers, one runner with block, the other runner has nothing, and then three guard on the blockers. Three rerolls, one assistant coach, one cheerleader, and Boomer Esiason. Ooh. Nice. So how many, yeah. That's quite a lot of dwarves, isn't it? It is. I have a roster of 13. Wow. Uh, Mind you, to be fair, twelve th- standard players, and they. But the thing is, they're cheap as hell. There's no player that's more than hundred k. Yeah, and the thing is, you're one of them is a secret weapon. You've got a bribe, but chances are you're going to lose Boomer, which means you'll be down to twelve. And that also means that even if you lose one dwarf, which is probably about what you'd be expecting on a bad day to lose, you have still got the eleven men. So that's a pretty good, pretty Basically. good amount. And uh, thing about exiles is you get a free bribe. Yeah, the pirate booty. Yum. Yeah, you're taking dwarves as well, Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I've decided I may as well. I'd hope to get another team painted up, um, or just take something else. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I took dwarfs foul ball. I actually quite enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. Sorted then. So um, three guard, three mighty blow. Dot dot dot. What about uh, your doubles? Probably two block on the on the runners. I think so. Oh. Just to make sure that's on team as block. I guess dwarves don't really need doubles, do they? That's the thing is, like Mike says, putting the dodge on the blitz is not a bad idea, but it's one of those where the dwarfs, the two doubles, are kind of a luxury. They're they're not really needed, so. You're not tempted by diving tackle or anything. No, 
Huh. <laughs> Fair enough. That shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, keep us posted on how that goes. Looking forward to it. It's run by Al, who's I think he's quite an experienced TO, isn't he? This, this is the eighth yeah. Exiles, so I'm fairly eighth sure. Exiles and also a whole bunch of speed bowls as well. Yes, I really wish I made it to speed bowl. I think it's before my time though. Bring it back, Al. Bring back speed bowl, please. Then I can go. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's going to run. You know, it's going to run smooth, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So let us yes, know definitely. how it goes. Mm. Well, next episode, we will see how the dwarfs go. Yes, because we probably won't have an episode next week because you'll be physically at the tournament. So it'll be the one after, I expect. Unless yeah, I just do one by myself. Do a um, like a midweek one after the tournament, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. What, we'll see what happens. Make sure you do well, lots of recording on the ground. Our midweeks are now taking up a one quest. Hopefully, when we can all. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Warmer quest. Uh, I, I I really enjoy playing it, but I'm finding it so hard to flip and get there. Um, well, for this respect, we're doing this Wednesday, whether you're there or not. Good idea. Yeah. I will be there. And yeah, don't forget to do recording on the ground at, at Exiles as well, so we can thread it in. All right? Anyway. So we will 100% definitely maybe think about that. Good. That's, what more can I ask for? Okay. Hey, guess what's next? <gasps> is it Elf Olympics? It is. The Elf Olympic Games. Then A brand new tournament. Guess who it's run by? <gasps> Wait, what? No, wait, what? Well, yes, me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, Yeah, I was sort of I was sitting around at work and I was thinking, well, these tournaments are all good and fun. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a tournament that encouraged passes and rid ridiculous plays and scoring as much as you can and not playing safely and playing riskily? And I thought, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to make one. So I did. I put a little rule set together. I found a venue, figured out prices and all the rest of it. And these are the Elf Olympic Games. I sort of thought of it as the Olympics were going as well. That kind of gave me the inspiration. And um, the gist of it is, the um, the plan is a bunch of elves of all races, Dark Elves, High Elves, Para Elves and Wood Elves, all got together and wanted to have a competition so they can see who the best elf is, basically. Who can throw the best passes, who can score the most touchdowns, who's just the showiest and all the rest of it. And this was going great for a while, but then the old world, the, the NAF itself, the in-game NAF, said, hey, you know what, that's a bit racist, you can't just let people, um, you can't just only let elves in and not let anyone else in. So you've got to let everyone else in. And they went, oh, and they went, come on now. And so they went, okay, fine. So what that means is any team can join, not just elves, and you get points for scoring touchdowns with no, no maximum. You get points for scoring completions um, with double points if they are long bombs. And you also get points for interceptions with no maximum. So potentially, you could just spend your time chucking the ball about to each other, trying to score as many completions as you can. That's a valid way to score points. But of course, there's always the risk that it's all going to go belly up and you're going to drop the ball and therefore get turned over. Um, the way the budget works is you get 1350, which is quite a lot. I don't think I've seen a tournament with that much. Um, but that is from that budget, you've got to buy your team and your skills. And there is no limit to the amount of times you can take a skill. And that is deliberate, and I'll get onto that in a minute. Um, and the, tier, the, the skills sort of are tiered. Essentially, it'll cost you the same amount in money as it would just to, as if you had the skill in TV. So a normal skill will cost you 20k, a uh, double will cost you 30. There's no limit to the amount of doubles and stuff you can take as well. And the, um, there are a few luxury skills and a few bargain bin skills. So the luxury ones are guard, mighty blow, and block. And the bargain ones are things like pass, block, and kickoff, return, and dauntless, and things that you never see. The idea being, it encourages you to spend 
to to take unusual skills in order to complete kind of make niche players. Um, oh, the only restriction is you can't have more than three skills on a player, and and that's it really. Still a lot. Yes, it is a lot. Um, oh, three skills or three additional skills. Three additional skills. Okay. So you could, yeah, you could take. That. Yeah, you could have his wall dancer and give them strip ball, fend, and tackle if you really wanted to. Well, I've um, got an idea for a halfling team, which is really nice looking thanks to these skills. So. That, that's the thing. I've had people say, in fact, I think I've only had like one person say they're actually going to take an elf team because a lot of people are like, hey, these rules work really well for Chaos Pact. These rules work really well for dwarves. These rules work well for, well, maybe not dwarves. Well, no, dwarves sort of, because the players are so cheap comparatively, you can then stack up on skills. Um, and it's, well, I think it's quite a nice rule set. Involves, if there's going to be skills, if there's going to be points for passing and bargain bin skills as a pass block, if I give both my tree men pass block, that essentially gives <laughs> them a free movement free. It does. It works. Um, I, what was it? I was talking to someone online once, and they said they had a, an underworld goblin. He had, um, what did he have? Very long legs, nerves of steel, and catch. And then they realised he's catching interceptions. Like, as well as an elf, he can just pass block into... Oh, no, extra arms, I think it was, sorry. Extra arms, very long legs, and pass block. And he could catch passes on a 4+. plus. He could intercept, <laughs> which is brilliant. And yeah, it's, it's, the idea is it's meant to encourage things like that. The skill set is obviously biased in favour of people who can pass the ball, but that's the whole point. This is meant to be the very best players in the whole world who are coming together to practice, to show off their skills. So you get players with lots of skills. You'll, you'll get throwers with accurate and strong arm and this and that and the other, who make the really ridiculous long elfy passes, and that's the whole point. And um, I think it should be a lot of fun. That's my plan anyway. I hope so. Oh god, I hope so. I've also decided I'm, to... I'm, um... I'm... Oh, sorry, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Huh? I'll just quickly say what's in the Just quickly, the last bit as well. I've decided that there's two other rules in there. Which, are, which you don't see often at tournaments. One is that if, you, if both players have the same star player, because uh, you're allowed to take star players, then, you, then he or she will sit out, so none of you get to use him. This is basically because I was expecting lots of people to take Eldril, and it means yeah, that if you, there is that risk. Um, of course, you can risk it anyway, because the worst that will happen is both you and your opponent won't get to use him, so you'll both be at the same disadvantage. And lastly, because I was thinking about weather, and I thought the problem with weather is let's say, let's say you're, you get a blizzard, then if it's a blizzard, there's no way you can make long bombs, which means you can't score the points for the passes, and I thought that's a bit mean. So um, I made it so at the beginning of each game, we roll one weather result, which everybody uses. It's kind of to represent everybody being in the same area. Um, so you have one weather roll per... It might be that everybody's got a blizzard, but then nobody will be missing out, if that makes sense, because everyone will be in the same yeah. boat. And it also means if you roll a seven on the kickoff table, Instead of getting a changing weather, you get a change of mood, and it just basically means you re-roll fame. So um, it might be you've got fame for the first half, then you roll a seven on the kickoff table, and suddenly your opponent's got fame. I thought that might be interesting. It's to basically it's to represent the crowd being a capricious lot who change their mind about who's the flashiest just because they've done something cool or some gossips come out, whatever. So yeah, sorry, Matt. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying. Yeah, I, I would obviously be there. I will, will probably bring an actual elf team as well. Hooray! Another elf team. Well, I, if if I can get one up together in time, I I will bring dark elves. Ooh. Three assassins, Ooh. all of which with multiple blocks. <laughs> Good. Has multiple block. So that would be funny as hell just to stab everything. See these elves? Work. Stab them. See those elves? Stab them. Oh yeah. Yeah. To be honest, Mike, I'm going to be going with. Uh, 
it, it's going to be a C roster. So it might be. I'm thinking it could be Hiles with possibly something like four dump off uh, catches, uh, <laughs> or, or or just or just just loads or just have basically loads of linemen, all of whom have got pass block, just to try and get the interceptions. Do it. Give them pass block and leap. That way we can get anywhere. Um, well, pass. It's a budget skill, but leap isn't. I don't think. Ah, but it's only twenty k for thirty k. You can give them pass block and leap. That's a hundred. That's a hundred k lineman, though. It doesn't With work out quite as cheap at that point. <laughs> oh, fine, whatever. Power gamer. Um, so yeah, it's it's intentionally. It's quite a. Um, it's meant to be because there's no restriction on spamming and it's quite a high TV value and stuff like that. Obviously, the only restriction is the the value of the skills. It, you're going to get teams that on paper have a very high TV, and that's kind of the point. Because it's meant to be an elite game, an elite tournament for lots of tough teams, and you are, you have the opportunity to make a team in kind of the any the any way you want it to make it, um, to represent yeah the well the Olympics if you like, it's a chance Absolutely. where everybody gets no, together. I, I think yeah. I think it's a good idea, and I hope it will be the first of many. Well, thank you very much. Um, it's going to be it might be the, the common elf games next time, next year. I'm I think, not looking forward to 2022 when you essentially get the bribe from the Russian contingent to have it hosted there. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? If I actually got approached by them and they were like, do you actually want to do it in Russia? Uh, no thanks. Yeah, the, the Olympic Games, they're, they're going to be in Moscow this year. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing we could do, actually. We could have it so um, it's, it's, this, it's um, every year is themed in a different kind of country. So this is just the normal one. And you could have one that's meant to be set in the old world version of Russia where everybody gets a bribe. No, 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 no. The old world, it's going to say it's, it's a blizzard all the time. Yeah, <laughs> do it a blizzard and everyone gets a bribe, or yeah. um, do it in like I don't know America where you get two hundred k in inducements for free every game because they the represent the amount of just money they just pour into it. Um, I don't know. Uh, but they, but the the thing is as well, you've got to remember in the American games they like the uh, the, the sudden that last ten things they have like turn eight and turn sixteen touchdowns worth double. <laughs> Yeah, that's a sort of silly thing of inside sports. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? The longer you leave it, the more your touchdowns are worth. Cool, blimey. Yeah, I've had a few other ideas of things I want to do already, but I don't want to put too much in one go. So one thing I quite like the idea of is um, I love doing custom style players, and I thought, um, and I'm pretty happy with this pun. I'm going to say it to everybody: Ulthuane Bolt. Yeah, because of course Ulthuan is the place where high elves live. I thought it was pretty good. And it would be oh, a um, it would be a high elf uh, runner catcher with movement ten and sprint, no sure feet, and he also I was going to say has secret weapon. The idea being, he gets too tired after running around too much, so he has to have a just has to sit out for the rest of the game. So it's essentially, if he gets a one shot, one turn touchdown. Yes, Basically, if you can, yeah. And it's up to you so when you want to use him. A one. Exactly, <laughs> that's the whole point. It's the flashy plays. I had a few other ideas as well, like... Um, you should have Ulthuane Bolt as be everyone gets a wizard, um, but you can only use Lightning Bolt. Everybody gets... That'd be disgusting. If everyone just got a amazing. free wizard. Because then, you, you, when you roll the one, you, you just... Well, kind of the same with um, having the movement 10 sprint guy, really, because when you roll the one and you fail the one-turn touchdown, it's like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, yeah. Have, you don't have to use him for the one-turn touchdown, but you know what everyone will. Yeah, and that's that. Well, that's what I was expecting, and that's why I gave him secret weapons. So you can only do it once. You get one touchdown out of him. 
Or you but, could like get the full. Oh. I was also going to make him strength two, by the way, in case you're wondering. So he wouldn't be too overpowered. But that's an idea. Stuff like that. I've got a few other ones. Like there's a guy. I've forgotten his name now. He's the um, he's a. I think he's a British guy. He was famous for the high jump or the long jump. And I thought it'd be quite fun to have a um, again a secret weapon player essentially who's um, agility three. No, agility four, but with very long legs and leap. But he can leap three squares instead of two squares. But um, obviously you have you have to make a you have to your leap roll is at a minus one. But so at, you can, that, at that point, you are now messing with the core rules. So. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to make another belly. But just ideas, you know. Either way, there's there's lots of interest, um, but there's also lots of space. So come along. It'd be cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay soon. <laughs> you haven't even registered your interest yet. None of you have. I no, you have to know you have, man. You know. Hang on, I've registered my interest. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I've, I've, put, I've put it on the form. I was pretty much. I was one of the first few people to put it on there. So, <laughs> screaming. I'm not coming now. Oh, please come. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah, come along. It'd be fun. It's in Yate. Um, sorry about that, but um, it's where I live. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm putting it. And yeah, it'll be good. Ten quid. Ten quid. Four games. Job done. You don't get. You don't get any. Evening done, entertainment. So. Evening entertainment around Alex's house then. If you want, you can see my cat. Um, another thing, so moving on, just a very little quick thing that's thought was a bit of fun. Um, I, a little while ago, I was involved in a league on Reddit, on the Reddit Blood Bowl subforum thingamajiggy bob, and um, I was an elf team there, unsurprisingly. And after each game, I wrote like a little match report, but in like a kind of little fluffy way, just for a bit of fun. So the idea being, there's a, there's a dwarf called Bumford. Who, um, who is coaching this elf team. And he's essentially your typical dwarf. He's all about fighting and scrapping and bribery and fouling and stuff. But obviously, he's a really terrible elf coach. But, um, but I, I wrote it up anyway, just for a bit of a laugh. And I put them on the website. So the first one is on the website. And every week, one will get automatically published until the whole tournament is over. It's already completed. The tournament's over. But I think there's eight match reports in there. And in case you're interested in that little that side of it, it's all there, so check it out. It's also on the forum. It's, um, it's called Bumford's Adventures. And what I've done is each of, the, each of the match reports represents what happens in the game. So if a player gets killed in the game, I've written that into the match report. Or if there's a throw a rock event or something, I've written it into the, into the story. So someone gets annoyed and chucks a rock and it hits someone and stuff like that. And I've linked to the fumble replay. So, you know, check it out if you want. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough, enough. Talking about my own stuff. The next thing on the list is the Bugman's Full Beard. Yes. Which is another Games Workshop tournament in November. So that's for tournaments. It's not a huge amount of notice. But mine's in December, so I can't really talk. That's like notice in two months. Yeah. And from what we can see, it's quite similar to the last one. It's 1,300 gold pieces again, which is quite a lot for five games, which is a bit of a random number. You get lunch in both games, um, and you get, I think, a skill every game, I think. Something like that. Um, I don't know, because I haven't actually looked at the rules pack for it at all, because I have no interest, so... I knew uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty much saying, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be going to it, so there didn't seem an awful lot of point looking at the rules pack. Oh, not quite pricey, too. <laughs> 
55 quid, I think, for five games. That's, that's quite a lot. Well, it's 60. 60, I think it is. Oh, 60. oh crap, it is 60 quid. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, ouch. So it, it's fairly standard, similar to last time. I mean, people who went last time said it was fun. Um, you know, it's good and that. It's just, it's quite pricey and it's not a NAF tournament. So obviously there are things which you, um, which you don't get. Um, you can, one thing which is one interesting, I'm inter- I, mean, I want to see what this is all about. It's called going full beard. One of the rules is you can play one of your special full beard cards once per, I think it's once per tournament. Um, if something bad's about to happen, you can use them on a, you can, you can go full beard and something will happen that helps you win. You have to, well, it says you don't have to stand up and announce you're doing it, but it's encouraged. They haven't released exactly what this is yet, but I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with that. And yeah, other than that, it's a fairly standard game. I don't know whether you get points for, I don't think you get points for completions anymore, because last time it was a bit, a bit silly. People were, people who won were basically just running around, throwing, doing very small completions between Woodhoff coaches, which I know that's kind of what I'm doing in my tournament as well, but in my tournament it's better, so shush. Um, so yeah, I don't think any of us are going. We'll find someone who's going maybe and talk about it, but it, that's available, so check it out if you want, I guess. Um, that's all. Anything else to say on it? <laughs> Anyone? I don't think so. Um, I think we, there would be a lot more to talk about if any of us had any interest in attending. That's or the problem, isn't it? The rules back. It's fun. I like the idea of it. It's nice that they're getting involved, but I just get a bit sceptical about it, I guess. But I'm sure it's all going to be fine. Oh, by the way, hey, Matt, I had a dream with you in it last yes. night. Oh, God. And it was, it was a Blood Bowl-themed dream, and you were in it. It was I'm really weird. I was losing. No, well, what, what was happening was... <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hang on, if I was winning, it really was weird. <laughs> it was both of us, you and I, had for some reason been chosen by Games Workshop to test the new Blood Bowl. And it was Orcs versus Chaos. You were playing Orcs and I was playing Chaos. And um, the models were really, really big and on these like huge cinematic bases, so they didn't really fit on the board properly. And if they fell over because <laughs> they got knocked down, they didn't really, they took up like three or four spaces. And um, it was very strange. But, and the board itself, instead of coming across like in a puzzle, like six pieces, like most boards are, or eight pieces, it was like each section of the board, like the, the middle bit, which had the, like a kind of marking, like a football pitch, um, that was one section. Each of the touchdown zones was another section, and you had to like unfold this puzzle of a board to try and complete it. And it was enormous; it was like the size of a table. And um, and yeah, that was my dream. Also, you had a weird illness in it, which meant you had to be sick into a bucket every few minutes. It was a very strange dream. <laughs> but wow. you never know. This could be. To be fair, it is Games Workshop doing it, so that could be pathetic. That yeah. might be part of the rules. I really <laughs> hope not. I mean, the models were really cool, but they looked more like kind of end of times chaos models. That should be sat in a in a diorama than on a blood bowl pitch, but hey, well. So that's that. <laughs> um, nice. I thought I'd just share it to you. Yeah, it's like I was talking to you in the dream, and you suddenly started coughing up this slime. It's very strange into a bucket, like a golden bucket that you carried around with you. And I felt really bad for never noticing it watching, before. Have you been watching Stranger Things? I have. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that got a bit weird, didn't it? Oh dear. Anyway. We move on. Anyhow, yeah. do you know what time it is? Is it blood blusters? It's going to be blood blusters. I've got my <laughs> bell, and none other than our very own slime bucket spitter himself, Nightmare, is hosting today. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. That's all right. Uh, Mike, have you, have you got a? Have you got something that 
I've been up to my that, that'll do, that's different enough to... Uh, and Alex, let's hear yours again. Excellent. Oh, what's right, I have, I have ten questions, uh, which I have kind of... Think of this as a best of, in that it's, it's stealing some of Mike's ideas from the last time he did this, <laughs> and also some ideas from previous episodes. Well, that's fine. So, yeah. You should it's see the pose fine, I'm in, sure. by the way. I am so ready to win this. I've got one leg up on the chair. I'm standing up. I'm, I'm hunched over my table, ready to go. You should see this. Uh, I'm assuming you're just sat down normally. <laughs> Sorry, Mike? what's going on? <laughs> well, I'm paying attention. Mike, what now? Never mind. Anyway, 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 question one. So first one to buzz in. Or, or ring in, as the case may be, or they're not on the telephone, obviously. I was going to say, what's the number? Um, <laughs> how... <laughs> so, how many star players have names beginning with B? No, oh, that wasn't me. That was Mike ringing in first. Mike, what do you got? Seven. Seven? I was guessing. I could guess. I would say it's more like three. You're, you're both equally wrong because it's five. Oh, oh, we're both exactly the same. Point. Wait, can we take it in turns to name them? So, so there's, that, that, that's got to be zero points uh, for both of you, there, I'm afraid. Bertha Bidquist, Boomer Zazazian, Brickfarth and Grotty. It's it's Barrick Farblast, Bertha Bidquist, Bomber Dribble Snot, Boomer Zazazian, and Brickfarth and Grotty. Yeah. Oh, there we go then. So, so zero points for both of you there. Good start. <laughs> um, right now, this question two is the head-to-head ratings of me versus the both of you. Oh God! So what? we'll start off with Mike. Yeah. Mike, what what is my record versus Alex? Versus Alex. Hello. Yes. In in tournaments. Yes. How many times have you played each other? Okay, so you played we have played three, three times. Two wins to Alex, one win to you. Absolutely correct. Bastard. You beat me at Go Bowl. I won a Bubba beat, one. Yeah. yeah and that's X it. Bowl two. Not that I'm yeah. anorak. Um, and then, so Alex, obviously your question. Uh, I've played Mike four times. What's the record? I have absolutely no idea. Two, okay, um, Mike's okay. It's one one two. You've won one, drawn one, and lost two. That's my guess. No, I have never actually beat Mike in a tournament. Uh, oh, so it's, it's two two wins to Mike and two draws. So <laughs> that's not very sporting of you, Mike. Well, I'm sorry for being off <laughs> <laughs> and for dicing. Yeah, and, and... <laughs> I can say just, just for the record. <laughs> So that could it's seven three on touchdowns as well, so it's not great. Oh dear. What's um what's right. the record um touchdowns between uh, you and Alex? Uh, zero. It's a net zero. zero. Oh, so that includes okay. like a four three game at some point, and it's a bit silly. I think yeah. you beat, you beat, but you beat me two nil at Gerd, I think. Yeah, so you, I think you beat me by a single touchdown in the other games. So. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, so this is going to be, this is for both of you to answer, uh, starting with Mike, because he got the last question right. Ooh, okay. So, 
out of out of twenty six players, where did I finish in the first Bubba Bowl? So, Mike, you answer first. Twenty second. Twenty second. Alex, think, you answer. How do you underestimate Matt's abilities? Because I mean, that's cruel. Won his last game. Twenty-first uh, to, to, to get me the wooden spoon. Oh, did he? No. So, were you playing against each other for the wooden spoon match? No, because if he'd have... Oh, wait. No, he drew. Shit, it was a draw. Fuck. 20... No, 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 Alex, I'll take your answer. What is your answer? Uh... He said 21st, didn't he? 21st. I'll, still, I'll stick with 21st. Okay. Alex is technically correct, because I finished 19th in the first bubble bowl. Uh, okay. So ah. that is a point for Alex. Uh... Oh, wait, no, the uh, first for, for I was thinking of the... Mike, you finished 25th, 26th. <laughs> yes. With Skaven, no less. I was thinking of the second Bubble Bowl. I forgot that there was a first one, mostly because I've eradicated that before. That's correct. So that is... that is. So, that is one all. Uh, on to question four. So, I have nine NAF-ranked teams that I've played at tournaments with. Which one team have I never won a game with? Damn it! Work. Was that your key? Was that your keys, Mike? I'm trying. Okay. Yeah, Mike. What's your answer? Ogres. Do I get to answer? Okay, Alex. Chaos. Yeah. It is indeed chaos. Oh yes. Uh, and that was at. Blah, 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 two, where, as Mike says, I drew the last game and Mike got the spoon. Because he only needed to win or lose, and I would have, he would have, um, well, either his opponent would have got the spoon or he would have got the spoon. A draw was the only result where he got the spoon. <laughs> he had one job. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first ever tournament, Bubba Ball 2. Yeah. So, In a barn. Yeah, you beat me, I believe. It was fluke. I still remember. I, I remember think, knocking a ball loose. It bounced out of think, a cage. I, I think I played you this game in the team. Yeah. Yeah. It was silly. A ball just bounced out of a cage and just landed on one of my catchers, a human catcher. And I went, all right then. Dodge, dodge, dodge. Score. Whee! And you were like, well done. So we got 2-1 two, two, to Alex at the moment? Oh, yeah. It is 2-1 it is to Alex. Uh, skill. Question five. Question five concerns a, a semi-regular guest. Uh, our friend Knightley, who obviously makes up one of our Warhammer Quest party. Hello, Francis, if you're listening. Knightley has played 20 NAF Hello, Francis, yeah. Uh, Francis played 20 NAF games at tournaments. How many has he won? Mike, your guess? 10. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, right, because I... Alex, your guess? <sighs> I know he's done really well in some tournaments and he's done not so great in others. But I think he's... Uh, well, I was going to say 10. I'm going to go 11. Come on, Francis. I believe in you. Okay. Uh, that is a point to Mike because it's actually 7. Oh, ah. okay. I thought he'd done a little bit better. But never mind. Okay. He, he did beat he's, Dwarves he's, with his he's Amazons, he's got, lot, he, he's got a lot of draws on as well, to be fair. Oh, okay. So. I've got some draws on. Big poofy ones. Still quite bad. It should be going smack bang in the middle and forcing you to uh, have to. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right, so question uh, six. Uh, 
which star players, I need both of them, can what else take which, who are under 200k? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> is it? Is, is that Alex? That was me. Hello. Okay. Willow Rosebuck yeah, and Dolphar yeah. Longstride. You bastard. That, that is correct. Thank you. I think yeah, I forgot about your encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of... Ooh, I know, let's yeah. get an elf question. That's going to be fun. Okay. So... <laughs> 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 what are you trying to say? To be, to be fair, it was Wood Elf. I'm just bitching. I have never taken a Wood Elf team to a tournament. Yet. Yet. Still. Right. Exactly. I need to equalise. Next question. <laughs> okay. So, question seven. How many star players are there whose names begin with G? Who was that? Was Mike, was that your keys rattling? I think, or I think it was Mike. my keys. I want to say there's only two. I think that was your keys, Mike. Okay, Alex? See, I'm going through my brain here and I can't think of any. So I'm going to guess none. Well, there's Griff Overwolf for starters. Fuck! Right, I was going to say, <laughs> so Mike gets the point because there's four. Oh! <laughs> Grotty. So, obviously, there's Griff, Grashnak, uh, Grim Iron Jaw... And Glartz. And Grotty. So, yeah, there's four. So. Yeah, okay. Grotty, if, if you can. <laughs> I can't believe you like... missed Griff. Oh, what is wrong with me? What about Griff? <laughs> there are no Wood Elf ones. <laughs> no Elf ones ever. I have no idea. That was so, stupid of me. Jesus Christ. Moving on to question eight. Is it we still We are tied three all. Oh. Yep, three, three. <gasps> so, question eight. When... When did I join Fumble? I, I can't tell who that was there. I, 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 okay, we should... Oh, I don't know. How about... I just. I think, that, I, think that, I think that was Mike. I think I heard your keys before Alex's bell. I'm pretty so, Mike, what's your answer? I think you might have joined in 2009 and just didn't log in again. I was going to say 2009. 2000. Okay. Alex? I was going to guess earlier than that, but actually... I know it's been a long time. So let's say 2010. What a mic. It was December the 19th, 2003. What? Jeez. That's even longer than I thought. I didn't know Fumble was around for that long. I'll be honest. I might think... It's been a long time. Yeah, I need to think about it. It's been a long time. Okay, so, Mike, you've taken a 4-3 lead with two questions left. Oh, God, there's two, oh, there's left. two left. So, hang on, two questions seconds. left. No waiting. Don't wait for him. Come on, questions. Yep. Mike, you good to go, yeah? Yeah, I, I put my keys down. I thought that was it. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Right, so, when was Blood Bowl 3rd Edition released? Oh, my God. Alex? I have no idea, but I'm guessing because I need to guess in order to get it right. So I'm going to guess 1995. Fine. I'm going to Mike? say 1993. Mike, you dropped that there. What was that? 1993. He said 2012. Was that 1993? He said yeah. 2012. 1993. Oh, that's... Okay, so that is... Neither of you getting it, because it was 94. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. What so you, you, both, you both went one year out. Oh, no. I meant the beginning of so, 1995. 
January the 1st. I should have said 94, then at least if it was 93, I still would have won. That was really dumb of me. <laughs> if I'd have just said 94, I couldn't have lost. <laughs> hey, well. I couldn't have lost that, though. Right, so there is one question left, but it is a really tough one. Okay. And Alex uh, has to... Get this one and another one somehow. Yeah, so it's going to be a Yeah, draw. you need to get this one, and then I have to, and then I have to think of another one. Unless we Bring just it call on. it a draw. Well, let's see. Let's see. Okay. So it's fine. So, what was the first NAF ranking tournament I attended? Mike, did you draw your keys there? But I think that was you. I just uh, bashed myself in the microphone. I'm not going to lie to you. Whilst shaking my keys. Okay, so, smooth. Okay. First NAF okay, ranking. So what's, what's your answer? Uh, Gert Ball yes. 1. Incorrect. Damn. Oh. Oh, that's interesting, because I was going to say Gert Ball 1, but actually, maybe then. Is it... Uh, is it... Is it... Is it... One of the Welsh Open? One of the Welsh Open? Yes. I need, I need more specific than that, Alex. Welsh... The, the, the Welsh Open. Number one. Number two. Number one. Uh, it's... Uh... No, that's wrong. You're incorrect. Am I closer uh, than there? Actually... No. Oh. Can I guess again? It was actually Gert Ball 3. Oh. No. Oh, was it really? It, like it was Gert Ball 3. Damn. Oh, I've been playing national tournaments longer than you. That's weird. Oh, yeah, does I, lose? I think, I think there was... You do lose, yeah. Uh, I couldn't oh. make the first two Gert Balls, unfortunately. So, right, so the third one was first one we did. Interesting. Oh, well. So, that means that it is 4-3 to Mike. Well done, Mike. Woo! Well done. Congratulations. How do you feel? You. I feel good, because normally you win Blood Blusters, because you are a nerd and know I'm everything. the best. <laughs> Mission, <laughs> Mission accomplished. Alex didn't win. <laughs> Blimey. Why is it? Why is this? Why does this always happen? It's the same as when we had that, that board gaming thing recently, Merrick. As long as I lost, people were happy about it. What do, what do I? What kind of impression do I give people that they just want me to lose at things? Power gamer. I'm not even a power gamer. Elves. Big power gamer. Yeah, but I don't play elves. Elves. Well, I play elves, but I don't play. I play pro elves. It's still an elf. I'm, anyway. ju I'm gonna. I'm gonna just take wood elves just because you know. If the, if I'm the doing thing. the time, I might as well do the crime, eh? It's it's the thing is that you you host the podcast. You can't do everything. Yeah, you can't I guess. Do everything as well. That's fine, whatever. Cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> do, we, do we have anything else we're talking about? Or is that all? That's everything, isn't it? I think that's, that's it, yeah. Um, not much point in doing a... Uh, is there much point in doing a hobby section? I have done... Well, I actually did a little bit of hobby. I've been painting Dave's necromantic team for him. And I've been doing it red and white. And um, I recently did the wolves. And the wolves from the World Cup have these sort of trimmed coats. And I painted them and thought, brilliant. And I showed them to Anna. And I was like, look what I've done here. And she said, they look like Father Christmas. And then I realised they do look like Father Christmas because I've given them big red coats <laughs> with white trims. And they've even nice. got like a neck bib bit, which I've done white. So it looks like they've got a beard. So I don't know what to do about that. So <laughs> that's all I've done. I'm, I'm painting dwarfs for Exiles. And that's literally all I'm doing right now because they need to be done in the next week. And I've only actually done two of them out of it, out of 13. 
Good luck with There's that. There's eight of them sat here that aren't, haven't even been undercoated yet, so I need to probably get on that today. I think you should. What about you, Matt? Anything hobby-wise? Um, no, I've wanted to, but I am still currently wearing a wrist splint, so I can't actually do any painting. So. Oh, dear. Ah, sucks. How did you get a wrist splint? Hurt his wrist, I guess. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's... It's like, a, it's like a Velcro one, but I've been seeing a physio about my wrist, which has not worked, so now I've got to see a specialist. Um, so yeah, but it basically, basically means painting is not something I can do at the moment, which is slightly annoying. Oh, fair enough. Oh well. Well, I hope it gets better soon. I still, I still need to paint the yeah, Eldrill that you gave me, actually. Mm. Oh, oh, well, I, I can't exactly call you lazy, because that means I don't have to paint anything, but... <laughs> oh, it would be useful to have that painted for the Elf Olympics, though. Okay, I shall do. I'm sure I can get it done by then. <laughs> cool. Cool that be useful. <laughs> right. Let's wrap this up like a like a baguette, yeah. like a salami, like a something else. Don't know. Like a thing. Like, like a thing. You don't know what. But let's do it anyway. Thank you very much for um, listening. This has been the 24th episode of Anything But A One podcast. We talked about uh, Threadball, Exiles, Elf Olympics, my little Bumford thing, um, the Full Beard Games Workshop Tournament Cup shenanigans, and we had a game of Bloodbusters as well. So quite a lot, really. Quite a full episode, a good full two hours of fun. Hopefully next week we will do Goblins. Well, no, we won't. Hopefully in a few weeks' time we'll do Exiles and then maybe Goblins. (laughs) Because we'll, I want to we'll get, get um, we'll get round to goblins eventually. We will, and we'll get Glowworm involved because he's he's the best bit of the, of the podcast now because everyone loves him, including us. <laughs> and <laughs> and well, um, anyway, let's go. Okay, thank you for listening. We have been anything but a one. <laughs> <laughs>